Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast on this Good Friday. Hope all is well in your world. Then I want to begin with life. Governor Ron DeSantis has now signed a Mississippi-style abortion ban into law. We've talked in recent days about what's happening in a number of states across the country. As we are seeing a trend of states that are upholding life. Within minutes of his office announcing he had received the bill, House Bill 5, approved by the legislature in March, DeSantis held a bill signing ceremony and a rally at an evangelical church in Kissimmee. This new law goes into effect July 1st, significantly reduces access to late-term abortions in the Southeast. And to our shame, North Carolina will become the only southern state to permit an abortion after 15 weeks. What's going on here in the state of North Carolina? Legislators, I know at least one is listening to this program now. And he is resoundingly pro-life. I'd be very curious to know what has happened. Republican lawmakers in both the House and the Senate defeated amendments that would have made exceptions for rape, incest, human trafficking, and mental health. The only exceptions allowed are cases where the mother is at risk of death, irreversible physical impairment, or if the fetus has a fatal abnormality. DeSantis making very clear here, we're here today to defend those who cannot defend themselves. So, I am gratified by this development, and of course everybody is very patiently waiting for what happens this summer, when we will hear what the Supreme Court has to say about the abortion subject. And... Who knows what the answer will be? It could well be that we have a Supreme Court that overturns Roe versus Wade. I suspect, based on the makeup of the court and what we've seen thus far, I think, in the very least, we will see a course correction on this subject. I think I've made it very clear. I believe Roe versus Wade was a mistake. A huge mistake. 
not just constitutionally speaking, but also it was an overreach. This should never have taken place. For me, they, the solution to this, the Constitutional Foundation, I think the government has the responsibility to protect life. The fallback position, in the very least, this ought to be turned back to the states. So you may end up with pro-life states and, frankly, pro-death states. I think that is a, a reasonable second choice. What do you think about this? And are you surprised that North Carolina would end up being the only southern state to permit an abortion after 15 weeks? We've talked a number of times this week, going from the issue of life to free speech. We've talked a number of times about Elon Musk. This whole saga started days ago when we learned that Elon Musk purchased stock in Twitter. Then we learned he was going to be appointed to the board. I told you then this is an effort to, by putting him on the board, to limit his influence. And I suggested at the time that Elon Musk probably wanted more. Now we have this offer on the table to purchase Twitter outright. Elon Musk participated in a TED Talk, a live TED Talk. And during that, he shared some of his thoughts about what is taking place with the whole Twitter saga. There's a couple of piece of uh, pieces of audio we're going to share with you. Musk's biggest concern is about free speech, which he believes is not being taken so seriously by the company right now. He believes the company has become too liberal in banning people they simply do not like. The biggest change Elon wants to make is with the algorithm. That's how big tech companies decide what content you're allowed to see. Critics say the companies have been using this in a partisan way to throttle any opposing viewpoint they do not like. Musk says, I believe Twitter should open source the algorithm. If they throttle or edit anyone's tweets, that action should be made apparent so you can see that an action has been taken. So there's no sort of behind-the-scenes manipulation, either algorithm or politically or manually. Wow. So what happens here? What is at the heart of Elon Musk's perspective on free speech? Here are his comments on the subject. And a good sign as to whether there is free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like. And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Someone you do not like. 
And the question is, should one person be able to control or a few people control the flow of information just based on someone they don't like or disagree with? That is the issue at the core here. Now, this decision, as far as the ownership of Twitter, is in the hands of the board. What is going to happen here with the offer that has been made? This was the second question that was put to Elon Musk about contingencies for the future. And that is the possibility that the purchase offer does not succeed. Listen up. Okay, so so you don't like to lose. If in this case you are not successful in, you know, the board does not accept your offer, you've said you won't go higher, is there a plan B? There is. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we would like to hear a little bit about plan B. For, for another time, I think. Another time? Yeah. All right. He will keep us in suspense, Elon Musk, in his battle for free speech. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And a postscript to what we share with you in the previous segment about Elon Musk, his effort to take over Twitter. Elon Musk has now lost his position as Twitter's largest shareholder. The Vanguard Group said its funds now own a 10.3% stake, according to a recent SEC filing. This compares to the 9.2% stake for Elon Musk. 
An asset manager at Vanguard Group said in a filing submitted recently to the Securities and Exchange Commission that as April as of April 8th, its funds own a 10.3% stake in the company, which is worth $3.6 billion as of Friday's close. The filing shows Vanguard increased its stake in Twitter over the course of the first quarter. Now, Musk is still the largest individual shareholder, with Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey the second largest. So we'll continue to follow this circus as it unfolds in the coming days and weeks. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And on that text line, thank God for Ron DeSantis. In sharp contrast, Jeff, Vince, as far as North Carolina not having an abortion ban in place, look what we have as a governor. We have an absolute demon rat loser in lockdown, Leroy Pooper Scooper Cooper. That's pretty clever. Trying to be nice. Also, we have one of the biggest abortion clinics in southeast in Charlotte. It is really Disgusting. This person saying if they overturn Roe versus Wade, buy stock in coat hangers. Kind of lame. Very, very lame. A few weeks ago, in fact, I've been trying to find this audio. Do you remember on this program? There was a few weeks ago. This was early on in the war. We had a political figure who was basically poo-pooing all of the news reports we were hearing about the Ukrainian resistance and how they were experiencing some small victories along the way. And this guy was just basically saying this is a bunch of nonsense. Russia's going to come in and basically squash and crush Ukraine like a grape. This is going to be over with. Here we are. <laughs> What are we, approaching two months into this thing? And Russia still has not closed the deal. In fact, NBC News reporting in a massive blow for Russian credibility. They now have a sunk warship on their hands. A symbolic and a tactical win for Ukraine. The loss of the Moskva, a big blow to Russia. According to Jake Sullivan, President Joe Biden's national security advisor. At this point, there's no agreement on the exact cause of the major explosion that sank that battleship in the Black Sea yesterday. But they're saying this is a massive blow to the Kremlin's pride. And it undermines the country's naval operations in the region. Now, Ukrainian defense officials said their forces struck the Moskva, a cruiser with two missiles. Russia said it was an internal munitions fire that forced the evacuation of the crew from its flagship in the Black Sea. Now, while Ukraine's military claimed the Russian ship leading the blockade of the Black Sea had capsized and was sinking, Russia's defense ministry insisted it was towing the Moskva to port. The ministry admitted later... The ship did indeed sink in choppy waters as it was being towed. Due to damage to the hull received during the fire caused by the detonation of ammunition, the ship lost stability and the ship sank. 
in the stormy sea. The Pentagon spokesman John Kirby telling MSNBC the United States confirmed an explosion on the vessel, unable to confirm what caused it. Either way, this is a big blow to Russia. Its loss expected to have a major effect on Russia's naval ability going forward. A Western official calling the Moskva an entirely legitimate target and reiterated Sullivan's sentiment in a briefing to reporters that was given under the condition of anonymity. This loss, a major blow for Russian credibility. Either showed that a ship with missile and air defense systems was vulnerable to attack or the Russian military suffered a major accident. Either situation puts its competence in question. So there's no good outcome, no good reason why this would happen. That makes Russia look good. They don't come out looking good at all. A retired captain of the Ukrainian Navy who served as the country's assistant minister of defense until 2020 called the Moskva an immense symbol. Has a long history in the Russian Navy. Shares its name with Moscow calling the destruction an embarrassment for the Russian military. She absolutely lost her ability to move and her energy supply and even partially sank, but not completely. She's currently afloat, but significantly under the water. Seems the Russians are trying to tow her back, but I don't think there's any repair possible. Considering the amount of damage, it's probably easier just to build a brand new ship. Pretty interesting, isn't it? I, I, I love this story because it again demonstrates this is supposed to be this is supposed to be an easy war. And it's turned out to be anything but. And I know there are all kinds of conspiracy theories and all kinds of things floating out there about Zelensky and you know, at the end of the day. I come back to innocent people. And there's really no good cause or good reason for what is taking place. And I hope that for their sake, that Russia does not prevail. That is my hope. I've gotten a number of texts in recent days of people curious about whether I would talk about the story and wondering whether there's some conspiracy as to why I've not talked about it. And there really isn't. It's about the Secret Service agents in Joe Biden's detail, his security detail. New York Post has been doing a number of stories on this about the Secret Service agents assigned to the security details for President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris involved in a bizarre bribery and infiltration scheme operated by a pair of phony federal agents. We've learned at least four Secret Service members compromised by alleged conspirators. Now, one of these folks boasted of links to Pakistan's powerful inter-services intelligence spy agency and his passport indicated recent trips to, guess where, Iran and Pakistan. Isn't that wonderful? We're going to talk more about this and a story that, again, undermines the credibility of this administration and everything they tell us. We'll talk about that much more as we continue. Stay with us.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. of items here on the text line responding to things we've discussed thus far we start here vanguard became twitter's biggest shareholder i have a feeling they were put up to it by a bigger entity what would cause you to think that (laughs) kudos to elon musk for wanting to buy twitter maybe he can buy out meta the parent company of facebook i would love to see that happen this is not a war it's a political game never in my life Heard of war, where someone says, I sunk your battleship. No, I'd caught on fire by itself. <laughs> oh, that was one of my favorite games. You know, it reminds me of my, my friend Paul, who was really big into military stuff. We used to, and I love that game, Battleship. Oh, that was a fun game to play. This, this friend of mine could play it for hours. That was his favorite game. By the way, he's in the military. That was uh, not a surprise at all to see that happen. Vince just wanted to text in and say to you and all your listeners today to take time to reflect how important today is and this Sunday is. Just remember life is hard for all of us, but it must have been the hardest for the one man who sacrificed himself for all of us. Glory be to God Almighty. Amen. Very important reminder, those of you who are marking... Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. This story, (laughs) I told you there are people who have been texting me for days wondering if I was going to go into this Secret Service story. What are you going to talk more about? The reason you ain't talking about it because you know Trump had these people planted. (laughs) So now I'm defending Trump. This is hilarious. Vince, the two guys were Middle Eastern. No one had the guts to scrutinize them for fear of not being PC. Interesting. So here's what's happened in this particular story. And it is a story that is still developing. Prosecutors say one compromised Secret Service agent was assigned to First Lady Jill Biden's security detail. Real Clear Politics reported Friday members of the president and Harris's detail were also implicated. Secret Service agents typically rotate through different details over time, and it's unclear whom the agents were assigned to protect. When FBI agents raided a south southeast D.C. apartment building late Wednesday and arrested these two suspects. I want to make sure I pronounce these names correctly. One of them is Ariane Terherdaza and Haider Ali. Now, the precise aim of these men, it's not clear, but there are unnerving details that have emerged. They operated out of five units 
of a ritzy apartment building in D.C.'s Navy Yard neighborhood, allegedly telling their targets they were working on covert investigations into last year's Capitol riot, as well as doing undercover anti-gang work. They claim to be special agents, the Department of Homeland Security's non-existent U.S. Special Police Investigation Unit. The men plied Secret Service agents, plus at least one Department of Homeland Security official with gifts and free rent. My goodness, talk about compromised. It even shot one of their applicants to the phony unit with an airsoft rifle to evaluate their pain tolerance and reaction, according to court documents. One of these guys not allowed to possess guns due to a 2013 domestic violence conviction. Blabbed to investigators after being busted this week, according to the Friday filing, requested that he and Ali be held pending trial. Alleged co-conspirators, Passport, Ali, showed recent trips to Iran and Pakistan. Boy, that's encouraging. These men allegedly gained access access codes to all units in the building, claimed to be able to surveil resident cell phones. Many journalists, government workers, and members of Congress live either in the building or nearby. Now, one of the statements that Ali had obtained the the electronic access codes and a list of all the tenants in the apartment complex, stating that Ali was the individual that funded most of their day-to-day operation, and the other conspirator did not know the source of the funds. Authorities say they seized guns, sniper scopes, a drone, police lights, protective vests, gas masks, breach equipment, law enforcement insignia, and equipment to make fake IDs. This scandal likely to reverberate all over Washington as additional details emerge. Years of aggressive oversight by Congress followed the 2012 scandal involving Secret Service agents who cavorted with prostitutes during a trip to Colombia by then-President Barack Obama. You remember that? Authorities are saying that these two compromised United States Secret Service personnel involved in protective details and with access to the White House complex by lavishing gifts upon them, including rent-free living. One member of the Secret Service was allowed by the men to live rent-free in a penthouse with a market cost of more than $40,000 from February 2021 to January 2022, just a few months ago, while another federal law enforcement officer's rent to the building was also covered. A court filing made public Wednesday said one of the suspects provided members of the United States Secret Service and an employee of DHS with, among other things, rent-free apartments, iPhones, surveillance systems, a drone, a flat-screen television, a case for storing an assault rifle, a generator, and law enforcement paraphernalia. The alleged conspirators also offered these individuals use of what was described as official government vehicles and allegedly offered to purchase a $2,000 assault assault rifle for United States Secret Service agents assigned to the First Lady's protective detail. Don't you think this is a huge scandal? By the way, the four Secret Service agents are currently on leave, according to prosecutors. (laughs) 
This is crazy stuff, folks. A law enforcement source familiar with the matter told the Post the leave status doesn't necessarily mean the agents are suspected of wrongdoing or criminal misconduct. At this point in time, no indication Secret Service personnel were involved in criminal activity. No indication Secret Service personnel provided these guys with anything in return. <laughs> the stunning plot detected by chance when someone assaulted a mail carrier and building residents told a U.S. Postal Inspector they should consult with these guys. The Postal Inspector grew suspicious and informed the DHS Inspector General's office, which in turn alerted the FBI. This is how this whole investigation started, by happenstance. Boy, doesn't this encourage you. My goodness. There's another story about the Secret Service that's come out of this, and it strikes right at the heart of the credibility of this administration. We'll talk about this and about the mental state of the president. That much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. And we continue the broadcast a little bit later on. We're going to talk about another Secret Service story, and this is about the dog bites. You remember this? The dogs that belonged to the fine folks in the White House. It turns out it's actually worse than has been portrayed by the administration. Boy, is that a shocker. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. Over on the text line... We have this. Vince, do you remember that old anti-drug commercial about dropping an egg in a frying pan? This is your brain on drugs. Well, that's Biden's mental acuity right now. That's Jim out of Easley. Oh, my goodness. I was quite intrigued by a post from the Washington Free Beacon. It's the end of a statement that Joe Biden made in public. He's addressing this crowd, and at the end, he turns to his right and puts his hand out as if he's going to shake someone's hand who isn't there. And then he stands there, looks really confused, wandering around before he heads to exit this event. I saw that and thought, oh my goodness. Can I just say again, and, and I, I mean this in all seriousness, we, we have a little fun with this in some respect, you know, with the bird dropping on the president the other day and that sort of thing. In fact, we have another story on this. We have an, a special story by Babylon B coming up a little bit later on on this. But on the serious side, pray for this guy for our country's sake, but also for his sake. I have always said I feel sorry for this guy as a human being leaving out politics this is not a well man at all I have a feeling the man we're about to talk with probably agrees with me on this he hosts our afternoon program um, here on News Talk 1110 WBT 3 to 6 p.m. and also um, he uh, had a very strong relationship with the godfather 
as he's been referred to, Rush Limbaugh. I'm referring to Brett Winterbull, who joins us, I believe, on this broadcast for the very first time. Good morning, Brett. How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Vince. It's great to be with you, and uh, I appreciate uh, the invitation to visit with one of my favorite people in broadcast. Hey, well, that means a lot coming from you. Thanks uh, very much. I assume you agree with me that Joe Biden is not well. No, he he's not. And unfortunately, if, if this handshake, the invisible handshake, were in isolation, was a one-time event or a five-time event, uh, it would be one thing. But it's it's we're seeing this on a consistent basis. We're seeing um, somebody who has lost their fastball, and I'm trying to be diplomatic in that regard. Uh, but but it's it's a very frightening reality. And what I equate this to in many ways is uh, sort of the, the person who is becoming victimized by uh, the greedy family that wants to uh, have him sign over his possessions or the estate or whatever it is uh, with the uh, with the family's greed in mind ra- rather than for their well-being. We, we've, we've seen these horror stories, you know, grandma, grandpa ends up losing everything. And and I, I feel like that's very, very much what it is we're seeing with the politics surrounding the president of the United States. Do you think that people in this administration are aware of what's going on, that they're actively trying to shield us from these kinds of things? They're they're fully aware. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I think they're fully aware. And I think, frankly, uh, the first lady is probably most aware because uh, if, if you're married for that number of years, you know, 50, 50 years, 50 plus years, um, you would you would be aware if there are changes in your in your spouse and you would know whether or not there's a real challenge there. Um, the reality is the media is engaged in, in what I think is a pretty substantial cover up, except when you see these these live events and it's clear that he's he's not paying attention or he's or he's lost uh, what he's trying to do at a given spot. But, oh, yeah, I absolutely think the administration is aware of this. Unfortunately, we only have a couple of minutes left here. But, uh, Brett, tell me the end game here. How does this end for Joe well, Biden? I, look, the vice president is a – many people used to say about, about Trump, uh, hey, the, 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 the liberals really don't want to see Trump go away because, you know, Mike Pence is much more conservative than Trump, and he's sort of the insurance policy. This is the insurance policy, too, right? We know this with Vice President Harris. People are afraid um, of, of, of her uh, ascending to that to that seat. And I talk to Republicans and Democrats alike who feel that way. So you really do kind of have President Biden insulated and protected by the, the fear of what may come. I, I think he'll be a one-term president. I don't think he'll run again. Uh, I think they're going to hope that someone like Gavin Newsom comes up through the pack. But between now and then, my gosh, we are in real peril. Do you think he serves out his term? I think he does. I I, I do think he does. I I think the one thing the Democrats don't want to do is have him end a term mid-run because it would be chaotic. It'd be chaotic for the party uh, as well. So I think they will. They'll they'll carry. You know, they'll they'll kind of coach him across that finish line. But it's going to be. It's going to be. He'll he'll give an LBJ esque speech at some point, saying that he's not going to run again and he's not uh, going to accept the nomination. It's time for somebody else to be a torchbearer, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, let me just compliment you on on something here. Uh, we should pray. We should pray for the people we disagree with because we yes. should pray that they convert the way they think. And yes. um, that's the only power we really have at our disposal in, in this constitutional republic. Amen. Brett Winterbull. 
absolutely appreciate you. Uh, Brett Son, uh, News Talk 1110 WBT, 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, and we look forward to talking with you again, man. Uh, have a great day, a great weekend. You too, and have a blessed Easter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.